Hello. Hi. And welcome to More Than Meets the Eye. I am Emma. I'm Antonella. And we are here to help you see the world through a more aesthetically pleasing lens. You should have seen Antonella just then. She was really trying to give you the world. (laughs) It's really funny. Just like you were very like holding the computer. I'm talking to the computer as if it's an audience member. (laughs) Um, I like talk with my hands. I'm referring Mm -hmm. to this computer. Mm -hmm. Computer is the third person in the room. Yeah, I just need to feel like there is an audience <laughs> to like I'm performing right now. Yeah, um, I love that. I feel the same way. This, this is, is our stand-up routine. <laughs> this is my stage. Yep. Um, okay. So, yeah. more than meets the eye is an aesthetics podcast. I forgot that we were doing this, and I went to edit all our episodes, and I was like, oh no, I can probably curse. Oh shit. <laughs> In the other episodes, we didn't talk about what the podcast is, so oh. you guys were like, what the fuck is going on? Yeah, so, we were like, what, are, what is happening? Yeah, who are for these an hour? crazy people talking at us? <laughs> okay, anyway, so it's a aesthetics podcast. We talk about fashion, colors, music, vibes. I think that's what I always say. I always say vibes. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a pretty all-encompassing word, yeah, vibes. Just a vibe. It, you know? Really, we're just talking about vibes, essentially. Yep. Um, I mean, that's like that's aesthetic today. Yeah. Like it's very much a vibe. A vibe. Um, but anyway, yeah. What are we talking about today? We're talking about Afrofuturism. Here we are. So that's like a big word, but it there's a lot that encompasses it, and we'll try yeah. to just get into a little bit of the history, music, fashion. Yeah. I also now that you're saying it's a big word, when I originally like saw the word I was like originally saw the word that doesn't make any sense but like when I would think of the word without knowing what it is I would be like this must be something crazy like what could it possibly be but actually if you just take apart the two parts of it like Afro and Futurism like that's literally what it is yeah I mean the the general (laughs) concept is simple but there's so many like oh yeah elements of like you know artifacts that are included in it that Mm -hmm. that's what makes it so complicated but essentially if you want to like, I don't know, should we get like a definition? Um, um, I think I have one. It's a aesthetic centered around Afros- an Afrocentric view of the future. It's essentially what it is. That's like very simple term. Right. Um, it's futurism, but Afrocentric. So like African American, African centric, even I would say, because it kind of dips into more like tribal patterns and like um, yeah. influences. Mm-hmm. How it relates to, like, the, the actual visual aesthetics, but also, like, who's yeah. creating And aesthetics. also, sorry, I just interrupted you. Um, and also, like, African spiritualism is a big part of, like, the storytelling aspect of it. True. So, yeah, very, like, very cool. Very it wasn't, yeah, it wasn't coined as a term until the 90s. Yes. By actually, like, a white guy. Yep. <laughs> What's his name? It turns out, uh, Mark... Derry? Derry. Right? Mark Derry in, in an essay titled Black to the Future. Yeah. But... Even that, like, but even before that, there was you know musicians yeah. and artists creating things and that were related to black people in the future. In the future, in a futuristic sense, in like a space, like future sense. Yes. I don't know, like really, like kind of sci-fi thing. Right. I mean, I think. Well, I think the important thing is that it needs its own category because, essentially, like black people were kind of left out of a lot of mm-hmm. sci-fi. A lot of the sci-fi genre of films, movies, music, whatnot. Yeah. Um, and that's like such a crazy thing to think about because sci-fi is such a huge moneymaker. It's yeah. so many franchises of, of books and 
Um, and honestly, like, I don't think, like, sci-fi would be the same today without Afrofuturism. Like, I don't think it would exist to the same dimensions. I think it would be pretty boring and pretty, like, it wouldn't have developed the way it has developed now, mm-hmm. you know? Um, which I think is honestly really amazing. Um, but, yeah, I also, like, should we jump into history a little bit? Do we sure, want yeah. To? Let's start with the um, history of it. I read that it was, like, kind of started around the 50s. But, oh, something I wanted to say that was connecting to what you were saying was, like, all these people were existing in this Afrofuturism realm without it actually being a thing, without it actually being, like, Afrofuturism yet. But it was definitely, like, something that everyone understood and right. everyone knew. Yeah, it know? didn't have a name for it. Yeah. But, like, people were creating art that related to it, like, exactly. way ahead of it being, you know, called Afrofuturism. Yeah. History. History, yeah. So, I feel like one of the people who I read about going, that, like, kind of went furthest back with um, Afrofuturism was Sun Ra. Yes. Like, he's kind of, like, especially in the music realm of Afrofuturism, he was really the guy who, like, made this, like, a a theme that people followed. So, essentially, he was, I don't have all the notes on him, because we could probably do a whole episode on him if we wanted, because he's a pretty crazy guy. But he was a pretty famous, like, jazz funk musician, um, and he, I, the only thing I've written down, because I thought it was bonkers, was that he claimed that he was an alien from Saturn. Yeah, I I was, like, reading some things about him, I'm just confused, like, what, and I think he has a lot of different connections to space, speaking yep. to aliens, and mm-hmm. communicating with extraterrestrials. And then also just being a, like, bomb jazz musician. But also just, like, playing music. And he's also, like, a film director, right. creator. He has a film. He's a film called Space the Place, which yes. is a very, I mean, a very important Afro-futuristic film. Oh, yeah. Apparently. I've never seen it. I've um, never seen it. I actually should watch it. I was pretty tired when I was doing my notes, so I feel <laughs> like I'm lacking, but it's okay. No, don't worry. Um, yeah, Space, I read about Space in the Place, that it was something that he did. Space is the place, and I feel like I definitely want to check it out now. Feels kind of just like a trippy seventies film, um, but also sometimes those are really good. Yeah, sometimes you need just some confusing seventies psychedelic. He's just so wild. Like he was just like, yeah, I'm a famous, mu- not even a famous musician. Like he really wasn't well known until after his death. But he was like, yeah, I'm like this crazy musician. Plus, I'm an alien. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone was like, yeah, cool dude. Like all right. Like we totally. Yep. 100%. I'm just definitely an alien. Um, he also, like, he would, like, deny his past identities and call them pseudonyms. Okay. Like, he was really committed. Yeah, no, he was committed to the, I mean. I mean, who are we to deny him? Who is to say that he was not he is an not alien? Saturn. Um, Saturnian. Saturnian. God come yeah. to bless us with his yeah. music. I mean, I don't know. Like, he, he could have been. But either mm-hmm. way, um, it inspired his music. Yep. Um, and then it made it really cool. Yeah, and yeah. very cool. And I feel like, especially during that time, or like coming into like sixties, seventies, yeah. so many cool technology mm. happening with music, like synthesizer, and that really like played into the whole new age sounding, yeah. futuristic sounding um, music coming through with like you know Jimi Hendrix, yeah, and 
this one, I don't know if we want to get into music, but I feel like on the timeline, um, this one psychedelic band called The Parliament. Ooh, um, I didn't come across them. Yeah, um, the, I think, I believe the, like, lead, the band leader was George Clinton. Yes, and okay, we, I did come across Yes, yeah, George, George Clinton. It, they're called, like, the Parliament Funkadelic. Um, Ooh. Ooh, okay. And they are, like, very influenced by, like, eclectic funk in mm-hmm. the 70s. They drew on science fiction outlandish fashion and like surreal humor mm-hmm. so a lot of just like space imagery like even like their um their album titles are pretty funny mothership connection um funkin teleki <laughs> versus the placebo syndrome and you can even just see like the album covers are super just no, like funky space related space odyssey vibes yeah um Wait, I'm adding a, a film to my list because I just, like, connected. I just had a brain connection. Okay. So no, awesome. Keep going, this, no, no, that's just, like, the funkadelic uh, yeah. neurons. No, really. My brain was, brain. like, my brain was, like, funk music and space. And I went, oh, my God, Muppets and space. It's called Flashlight. No, you're not wrong. <laughs> no, you're not. Also, such a good movie. Such a good movie. But we're not on movie then. So movie then, let's backtrack for me. I can't wait to talk about that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I do want to play one song by them. to that song which is um everybody hates Chris um one of the characters sing that song all the time <laughs> just in one episode I believe it's Chris's uncle and his dad like hates his uncle and he like looks up to his uncle and his uncle's always going around the room being like everybody in the flashlight <laughs> it's really funny all my song choices that I wanted to play were really random but I also wanted to bring up, like, some more modern... Like, yeah, no, we can get into, like... I mean, I feel like Afrofuturism influences... It's something that still exists today. like In music a, yeah. and art and stuff. Yeah, like, still very much a medium that is, like, popular today. Like, where I feel like sometimes we talk about historical aesthetics and they kind of die out. Yeah. Out, but, like, Afrofuturism is as present as, it, like, it ever was, basically. Um, I think especially there's just so many like sci-fi post-apocalyptic yeah. aesthetics coming up now. Like it's so popular yeah. in sci-fi. Like, but also in music like funk is ageless. I feel mm-hmm. like and like it comes up again and again. Yeah. And I feel like that you can really see that. You were saying Jimi Hendrix, absolutely. And then I was reading even people like Missy Elliott, oh, um, yeah. Janelle Monae. Who like I'm like yeah, absolutely. Janelle Monae is. The album we literally brought up for Art Deco yes. is also very Afrofuturistic. Yeah. Um, what was that album um, called? Oh, I don't remember. Wait, let me look again. A Dirty Computer, which, I mean, the album cover... No, that's not the one I was thinking of. That one is the first that comes to mind simply because the name reminds me of, like, well, true. super... No, the Arch techie. Android was the one I was talking about. Oh, yeah. But she kind of, in general, does it, so I, I think you're right, Dirty Computer computer could also be part of it you know mm-hmm. especially i mean that that album um arch android definitely like with the like 
know what is she wearing like a the headdress a headdress yeah. like that looks like a city on her head yep um super like looks like so many like afrofuturistic uh yeah. visuals no really it's really cool and i feel like a lot of afrofuturism visuals like connect like egyptian style of visuals because that's also related to yeah a lot of like space and communication with like the sky and also it's an african country so mm-hmm. it's like part of africa's history as well right. and like those traditions align with all these traditions also sun ra had a whole like egyptian phase with his group um the orchestra orchestra yeah 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 the orchestra, like, they had a whole Egyptian phase where they literally wore, like, Egyptian costumes and stuff, mm-hmm. um, which is cool. Um, also, Andre 2000 slash Outcast in general, like, has a little bit of, uh, has a little bit of Afrofuturism influence. I mean, a lot of, like, the late 90s, early 2000s mm-hmm. music video visuals were relying on, like, space themes. Um, there was one music video by uh, Missy Elliott, I think, which mm-hmm. was a song. Um, Sock It To Me, which came out in 99, I think. Okay. And that one is, like, a whole, like, space. Like, they're, like, jumping from planet to planet, and they're wearing Ooh. these, like, big rubber space suits. Yeah. It's really cute, actually. Okay. Wait, I have to watch <laughs> we that can, We can pull it up, actually. She was, like... She definitely had the influence in many of her videos. And just her music in general, you know? Yeah, no, she was, like, one of the first to really, like, pioneer that, like, with her visuals. Mm Because before that, people really didn't have as extensive music videos. Yeah. um, Like, in the time of, like, Sun Ra and, you know, Jimi Hendrix. True, true, true. Like, theirs was all, like, an experience you had to experience. Or, like, a fully-fledged film. Right, (laughs) yeah. Or just make, like, a film. But, like, you know, this is, like, the first time it could be brought... Yeah. Like, into a music video, and, like, she really... And more pop. Like, yeah. more, like, she was very mainstream, whereas oh, Sun yeah. was never mainstream, you know? That's, that's like, true. Like, she... Like, that's such a good point, is, like, yeah. she was totally mainstream, yeah. whereas, like, not in a bad way, but, like, you know, like, she was able to bring this to, like, the forefront. And then I think, mm-hmm. you know, more, like, white pop stars started adopting this yeah. aesthetic, and, like, and so on and so forth. It just, like, dripped, you know, triggered... Trickles it? down. Trickles down. Um, not in the economic way, you yeah. know? Um... Can I play a song? It's a very random song. It's not really uh, connected to anybody, but I found, like, a cool Afrofuturism playlist on Spotify, um, and I, like, heard a lot of really cool songs from that, so I was just going to play one of them. It's called Soweto, I think, um, by Michael Brun and Shirley. It's definitely a little more modern, like, take on it, but it's, like, you can tell that there's more to it than just, like, this random, like, 
I don't even know what style to call it. That's why, like, it makes sense to me, you know, that it would be Afrofuturism. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I think it, like, is more of a modern take on Afrofuturism. Well, I mean, it had, like, those very distinct African yeah. drums and beats, which I think is pretty important mm-hmm. to the aesthetic of That's really cool. Okay, sorry. Anyway. I mean, my research was more based on music videos, less so on the sounds gotcha. of the songs itself, but, you know. I think any kind of, like, synth pop song kind of connects in a way. I can do another one, which everyone will recognize, which I think is kind of fun. <laughs> but I was like, oh, cool. I was like, this is cool, because this is, like, a song everyone knows. But it definitely is kind of, like, Afrofuturism mm-hmm. influence in this song. Cool. I think it's interesting. There's also SZA on here on this playlist. Yeah, and um, and a lot of like Thundercat, which is cool. Absolutely, Thundercat is like yeah. influenced. But that's what I like. That's I think when we were talking about like it really has it exists today. Exists fully. Like yeah, it's, it's like fully within the genre. Like like that's all of it right there. there you know. Um, also, Megan the Stallion's on here, which I'm like, all right, cool. I know. <laughs> I was like, I guess I gotta listen to that song. Yeah. But yeah, if it's like funky enough, like mm-hmm. I'm like, yeah, no, that makes sense. Yeah, you know? so yeah, so many songs are like relying on like old funk sounds. Yeah. Um, I had another like original founder, who I would just want to bring up quickly but um this is more in like the film storytelling and books realm um octavia e butler oh yeah Um, she was a super famous uh african-american sci-fi writer and basically like is known for combining uh african and american spiritualism and sci-fi um and like her books like created this realm for this Afrofuturistic storytelling to exist, which is so cool. Yeah. Like, I don't know. I don't really... I should look up some of her books. But, um, yeah, no, she's, like, one of the big people who really influenced this trend. I think what's interesting trend. is, like, the other day, like, this one video came up on my TikTok, and <laughs> I hate to, like, bring up TikToks as, like, no, sources of news, but, like, um, apparently... I, I didn't know this because I'm not really, like... Uh, I don't really know much about these franchises. I've never mm-hmm. seen them. But um, apparently the original creator of The Matrix was a black woman. And she Yay. wrote a book first called gotcha. The Matrix. Called The Matrix. I should look up her exact Whoa. name. But apparently she had originally pitched this idea as a movie to a lot of people in Hollywood, like in the 80s, 90s. And, and they took her idea, but they did not credit her. Oh, man. And originally... Like, according to, you know, this TikTok and, like, you know, she has a whole book actually writing about her experience of her ideas being stolen. Um, 
it was Matrix was based as an allegory for race, and wow. the in that black people would be liberated. Um, I don't really know what the Matrix is about. But um, I think Wait, essentially... Have you never seen it? Never seen it. Oh my god, uh, I know RPCA. I want to see it. I really do. I mean, that's like very, not necessarily Afrofuturistic aesthetic, but like definitely futuristic um, mm-hmm. visuals. But yeah, so No, you know what's so funny though? If you've seen The Matrix, you'll understand. But there's this whole scene where, um, I think his name is... Well, I'll just say Keanu Reeves because that's easier. I think his name is Nero, but I can't remember. Yeah, Neo. Neo. That's what it is. Neo. Where he basically um, has to free himself from, like, like, mental slavery, essentially. Mm -hmm. Um, And it was very, like, (laughs) I think when I watched it, I did have a moment where I was like, but he's white. (laughs) Which is funny. I mean, Keanu Reeves is, like relatively racially ambiguous but mm-hmm. like i was still like these are all white people and like this seems weird yeah well no so the author's name was sophia stewart and apparently like everyone in that movie was supposed to be black basically mm-hmm. except for like i guess some of the antagonists were white but yeah so i think it's interesting that that's like actually supposed to be an afro-futuristic film yeah. but it's not that's disappointing because the two women who made it are pretty like inspirational um they're like two trans women oh wow um and like i'm surprised because they that's just surprising to me but not putting like i mean this is a big issue right there's yeah. still white women so that's like still an issue but um for octavia e butler some octavia e butler books are kindred and then the parable uh books so like parable of the sower parable of the talent so you can definitely tell there's like one of them is like called wild seeds you can definitely tell there's like influences of like african-american history plus some sci-fi which is cool very interesting yeah i mean we could talk i mean actually i have a few more music thoughts oh yeah Um, and more music thoughts i'm so sorry no no no. i i think we got like sidetracked with like the matrix but um um i was also thinking have you ever seen the music video to kiss me more by doja cat i haven't that one is interesting because i mean i don't think not necessarily um that's her and scissor right yes um, not necessarily like the sound of it is super Afro Afrofuturistic, but the music video takes place on like another planet, mm-hmm. and her actually her album is called Planet Her, so that's super interesting. I mean, mm-hmm. I wonder if you could argue that she's kind of like delves into some Afrofuturism. Yeah, that's I didn't I just put that together in a second, but mm-hmm. um, essentially that whole music video is like, and I think the whole album concept is her like. Yes, her being in like a different planet. She's like an alien, uh-huh. um, and Sis is also an alien. <laughs> and they kind of in the music. Is this like similar to like the Britney Spears one where there's a random like kind of like yeah. rep, uh, spaceman? I think so. I haven't seen that music video in a while, but I'm sure honestly Britney probably was inspired by like Afrofuturism or like the aesthetics were popular. What are they called? Time. Astronaut. Astronaut. Spaceman? Spaceman. No, but this imagery... Sorry, wait. I just was like, wait a second. Um, that imagery is absolutely Afrofuturism. Yes. Like, 100%. It's an image of, like, they're holding a sphere in their hands, and there's, like, rings around their arms, and their hair is, like, ripped gotten really big. Like, that's definitely, like, Afrofuturism to a T. And like, I think- celebrating the African style plus like futuristic yes and i think honestly doja kind of does do that with her fashion mm. sometimes 
I think maybe just in general, like futuristic, apocalyptic kind of outfits are popular now, but I think she really does. But where does uh, it come from? It comes well, from Afrofuturism. It, it like, really does. Literally, that's amazing. Okay. I think um, we recognize it this time. Yeah. But. So I think, I think, don't do it. Like, she's, she's definitely inspired by it, I would yeah. say. Um, Absolutely. But that's all my thoughts on music. Okay. Um, I jumped into, like, film and stuff. Yeah, we kind of went back and forth. But um, also Black Panther is, like, literally quoted as, like, the mecca of, like, modern Afrofuturism, basically. Oh, yeah. And also past Afrofuturism. Like, the original comics are pretty, like, futuristic as well. True. Um, so, I mean, yeah, I guess it, it obviously did exist before the movie. Um, mm-hmm. I really love that movie, actually. Yeah. Have you seen it? I have, yeah. I need to rewatch it because the first time I saw it, I didn't like it as much. Mm-hmm. Um, but I feel like maybe I just need to rewatch. I think for a superhero movie, um, it's I, I like liked it generally. I think sometimes the Marvel movies like are too superhero-y, are too superhero-y mm-hmm. or you kind of feel like you have to be a fan or very invested mm-hmm. in the superhero itself to yeah. like get into it. But I think, like, Black Panther is one of those that could, like, stand on its own, kind of, okay. like, separately from, you know, Marvel, because I don't really I think, know much about Marvel, but... I think my issue with it was that it felt like a superhero movie, and I mm-hmm. wanted more from it, um, but that's why I should rewatch it, to see if, like, I still feel that way. Mm-hmm. You know, like, it's been a couple years since it came out, so yeah. I, I definitely... And maybe not watching it in theaters would change my mind, too. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that makes sense. That's usually not the case. But um, what yeah. was I going to ask? I mean, yeah, totally oh. Afrofuturistic. Like, the technology mixed with, like, a lot of just, like, traditional African mm-hmm. uh, masks and, yeah. like, dress. And he's literally, like, an African prince, right? Mm-hmm. So, like... And it takes yeah. place in a fictional world in which... In Africa, in which, which like... Which is a giant city. Yeah. You know, like a city with flying cars and stuff. Like, literally. I mean, yeah, it's, like, yeah. It totally, like, you said, like, a mecca of, of everything, like, culminated into yeah. this one world, Wakanda. Wakanda! Um, and then also, uh, I cannot... I know how to say her name, but this whole time I've not been able to say it, but Uhura... Everyone, please hate on me for this, that I cannot pronounce her name. But from Star Trek, the one that um, Zoe Saldana plays in the movies, but the original, Uhura. Oh, yes. Okay, I have it written. Nayota Uhura. Yeah. I don't know if we're saying that right. I know that's not, I know it's not right, but I just can't think of Uhura? It might be Uhura. Uhura. I think that might be it. But anyways, I was trying to think of Chris Pine saying it. Um... <laughs> I didn't know, um, I've never seen, like, the reboot of it. I didn't know that Zoe Saldana Saldana plays Uhura. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's interesting. Yeah, whatever. Um, but the original actress who played it, um, I don't, I also didn't write her down her name. Sorry. Nichelle Nichols. Nichols, okay. Nichelle Nichols. Um, she was, like, she's honestly, like, Credited with, like, being one of the first, like, popular media icons of Afrofuturism because what Martin Luther King Jr. said, I don't know if you read this too, but basically having her character on Star Trek made it clear that it was possible for black people to exist in a prosperous way in the future. Like, black people could go on and be astronauts, could go on and be doctors and all this, like, stuff. Um, So it was, like, a really powerful image you know yeah no it's so important like 1966 like there was someone 
like a black woman portraying such a major character on the screen. Literally, like um, one of the most important characters in the show, like yeah. in general. No, and yeah. that's so that's so crazy. It's crazy to think that like big franchises like Star Wars have like one black character. Yep. Like, what kind of message does that send? Yeah, like, yep. the black people just do not exist. One in, black like, character in twenty fifteen. You no, know, yeah. like they wait so many years for. Oh wait, they have that weird Jedi dude. But like that wasn't a main character, yeah. you know? Like she's oh, that's true. I forgot relevant. that the new, the newer trilogy, the two thousand one ones. Yeah, I don't. Wait, what were you talking about? I was talking about. Um, I forget his name. Oh, you mean Han Solo's friend? Is that who you're talking about? Yeah, that's who I was talking about. Yeah. I yeah. I don't know. I like. Because he's not, like, even close to a main character. He's in, like, one of the Right, no, he literally right? is for, like, a scene. So, like, and... yeah. Sorry us, like, not giving you guys names. <laughs> Love you guys. Um, we are not Star um, Wars nerds, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, but I think it's so interesting, because especially in the 60s, there were so many space yeah. shows and movies, like The Jetsons, mm-hmm. or, like, a popular cartoon. There was, I feel like there was, they were so focused on, like, space and, like, of course, the moon landing, I feel like, probably yeah. related to that. But the fact that there was just, like, no black people in any of those pieces of media is not great. Except for Star Trek. Except for Star Trek. And Nichelle Nichols. Um, well, she, literally go Nichelle Nichols. Like, yeah. the one working the hardest to, to change the world, honestly. Yeah. Um, also, A Wrinkle in Time, which is a recent movie, oh. Ava DuVernay. Um, I have yet to see it, actually, but I really want to. Um, I remember I read part of the book in like elementary school, mm-hmm. and that was such a it's such a famous book. Yeah. Honestly, like I tried to read it like three times and never. It's read it. so it's very confusing. Yeah. I think or just like a fourth grader, I just could not no. <laughs> grasp it. Um, but yeah, very important book. Um, yeah. And then Muppets in Space. Muppets in Space, which literally like whoa, like it blows my mind that I never recognized that like. There's so much meaning in this film. Like, he's trying to find his family, and they're from space. Like, whoa. Like, he's a really an alien. Like, wow. It's I need just, to rewatch it. Oh, my God. It's it got so much long. meaning, guys. <laughs> like, Gonzo. Like, come on. Gonzo's a great. But really, like, it, it has a really cool vibe, and I think it's, like, highly um, Afrofuturistic. Afrofuturism influence. It's, I think it was made in the nineties. Yeah, nineteen ninety nine. So, and it's honestly one of the best Muppets movies. Um, it's so good. Now I'm gonna go watch it when I go home. <laughs> um, and you can watch it on Tubi. Do you have Tubi? No, I don't have Tubi. Um, it, Tubi's free. I'm pretty sure. Anyway. Yeah. I also have the DVD. Okay. Oh, like this. This is <laughs> one of my childhood movies. <laughs> That's why when I had this moment where I was like, oh my god. It really was like a mind blowing, like so wow, like wow. Um, we kind of went over fashion, but I just want to, like, yeah. Do you have any more film stuff? Um, I would put Hidden Figures as like a. It's not science fiction, but yeah. I mean the story itself is pretty important because yeah. it is about like the first some of the first people working on um, taking us to space. We're literally black women, three black and women. Like, we pretended they weren't for so long, and then we were like, wait. Here's a They're so important. Yeah. So that that one I think could connect to it, not yeah. necessarily in the more visual aspect, but just in like the story. Also, just a very very good movie. Mm-hmm. Just would recommend to anyone. Um, Taraji kicks it out of the park. 
One of my favorite actresses, honestly, Taraji P. Henson. Fashion. Um, so, obviously, African prints are very important. I wrote down African colors, which sometimes it can be colorful, but I feel like often very metallic, which is like, you know, it takes the African colors, but then makes them more yeah. metallic. Like I'm thinking chrome, yeah. chromatic color, like Even styles. Like chrome plus gold, you know, like these things mixed together, which is very powerful. Um, A lot of like headdresses and... Very big on headdresses, mm-hmm. very big on like face designs, makeup jewelry like that's all a big element yes. of it and like like made out of metallic or yep. materials like that would typically be like natural materials but like now or like face paint but now it's like metal like mm-hmm. beads and stuff um oh and just different forms like celebrating different forms of black hair i think like sometimes braids sometimes natural sometimes like a mix sometimes different like weaves mm-hmm. like all the different forms that like black hair can take it really like celebrates that in the fashion and like plays with it it kind of does like really really cool stuff with with like what you can do with black hair and i think that's really amazing yeah I'm yeah glad we guys talk about this i mean i feel like I there's so much we could talk about i mean there's like a million different I know. It I really like we could delve into, but But um, I think we we did good with like the history yeah. and then like how where you see it today. Because yeah. it really like I feel like it's really in the mainstream today. Yeah, particularly like now. Yeah. Like in the past ten years. Like yeah. which is really awesome because it's a very, very cool thing. Um all right. Well uh thanks for tuning in to your two favorite aesthetically pleasing hosts of this wonderful podcast um we can't wait to share all this info and love with you guys and we'll see you next season next season this is technically the last episode of our half season um mini-sode yeah Um, all right love you guys for listening